the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 109 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the impact of the proposed regulation changes in Title IX by the Biden administration. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Last week, George, we covered an episode on sex is binary, despite what people uh, think. And we featured the testimony of medical doctors and evolutionary biologists. Well, now the Biden administration is proposing massive changes to our civil rights laws, specifically Title IX, which controls what happens in education. So I hope our listeners will take the action that we're going to propose at the end of this episode. Definitely. Really important. Definitely. Well, let's just give some introduction here about Title IX. So in 1972, Congress passed Title IX to address sex discrimination and barriers that many women faced in education. Uh, one of the most surprising effects of this legislation was the subsequent expansion of women's sports. Um, which has given uh, women numerous opportunities to compete, build confidence, and advance their education and career goals. Right. But now, more than 50 years later, the Biden administration is trying to redefine sex. And if you haven't heard our episode 108, I highly encourage you to go back, listen to that first, because we spend an entire episode, like Mark just mentioned here in our introduction, on that the fact that sex is binary, not non-binary. Um, and so that is going to be very important because with that truth claim, this changes, this change to Title IX that the Biden administration is proposing is going to sound more and more crazy to you. So more than 50, 50 years ago, this Title IX was passed. Well, now the Biden administration is trying to redefine this, this term sex and sex discrimination in federal law by expanding those terms to encompass sexual orientation and gender identity. So in fact, what they're trying to do is now really twist legislation to mean something that it was never intended to mean back then. So when biological differences between men and women are ignored, it is usually and almost always women suffer the consequences. So Mark, let's dive into a little bit more detail. What is Title IX? Yeah, so Title IX was passed um, as part of the Education Amendments of 1972. It was signed into law by uh, President Richard Nixon um, in, on June 23rd, 1972. So that goes a long way back. It was intended to eliminate obstacles that many women were facing in education, uh, especially in higher education. The main provision of Title IX states this, and this is a direct quote. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So that there's the key. This, this, uh, a law only affects 
entities that are receiving a federal fin- financial assistance. And in practice, Title IX banned most sex discrimination in college admissions, which was a great thing, required colleges and universities to prohibit sexual harassment on campus, allowed women greater access to financial assistance, banned discrimination based on pregnancy status, and paved the way for the later expansion of women's sports. All great things, George. Yeah. Good original attempt. And, you know, why was Title IX needed back in 1972? Mm -hmm. Well, Title IX was actually a follow-up bill to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, so eight years prior. Uh, And among other things, the Civil Rights Act prohibited discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin in the areas of employment and public accommodation. Uh, But the Civil Rights Act exempted sex from its list of protected characteristics in federally funded programs. And in addition, educational institutions were exempted from employment discrimination. So President Lyndon B. Johnson later signed executive orders to try and address these issues. But it wasn't until the early 1970s when Hawaii Representative uh, Patsy Mink with other co-authors brought in this legislation that eventually uh, came to be known as Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972. Um, And since then, numerous pieces of legislation have sought to limit the scope of Title IX's applicability, uh, while court cases and dear colleague letters from the executive branch have sought to expand the scope of Title IX. And under the Obama administration and later Trump and now under the Biden administration, it's really been a play of executive orders uh, that have been affecting the interpretation of Title IX and its application in federally funded programs. And, George, one of the um, uh, main uh, effects of Title IX was its impact on women's sports, and uh, it had a very large impact there. Uh, One of the most surprising effects uh, has indeed been on women's sports. Title IX was not originally passed to address equal opportunities for women in school sports. But over time, its effect on the growth of women's sports has become undeniable. Before Title IX was passed, male athletes vastly outnumbered female athletes. In fact, according to the Women's Sports Foundation, in 1972, this really surprised me, I I didn't know this, boys outnumbered girls 3.66 million to 300,000. That's more than a 12 to 1 ratio, George. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's just in the high school sports. 50 years later, however, that ratio has shrunk to about 4 to 3. So 4.5 million boys to 3.4 million girls. So almost equal. And we can see similar changes since the bill's passage in collegiate athletics. In 1972, male athletes outnumbered female athletes basically 170,000 to 30,000. That's about a six to one ratio. Now that gap has shrunk to just under a four to three ratio, 275,000 men to 215,000 women. So it's had a very positive impact on getting women into sports, yeah. which has been incredible. Really good. Well, the, the crux of the issue is really the meaning of the word sex. It always comes down to that, doesn't it? <laughs> And so for decades, Title IX has been hailed for banning sex discrimination in education. Well, ironically, uh, the plain meaning of the word sex is now being called into question. 
Uh, many, including the Biden administration, are wrongly advocating that sex also includes sexual orientation and gender identity. So where does the Biden administration uh, get its um from? Where does they where do they really get their, um, you know, their, their, their grit right to, to make such a claim? Well, unfortunately, and we all prophetically mentioned this uh, in some of our earlier podcasts in 2020, the United States Supreme Court erroneously ruled in the Bostock versus Clayton County that an employer who fires an individual merely for identifying as gay or transgender discriminates based on sex in violation of Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Which applies to employment law. Employment law and housing, right? Well, because the Supreme Court has redefined that, and even though in the majority opinion, which was Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch, right, he mentioned very clearly that our ruling applies strictly to employment and fair housing. Well, we all knew that they were going to take this as precedent Absolutely. setting and expand it to all reality. So now the Biden administration says, well, if under Title Seven of 1964, you define the word sex that way, then under Title Nine of 1972, you should be able to to redefine sex that way as well. Big surprise. But not only uh, do these uh, not hold up, I mean, if you go back into the history of what the Merriam-Webster's Third New International Dictionary of 1966 defined sex as, it says one of two divisions of organic human beings respect, respectively designated male or female. Mother was defined as a female parent, father as a male parent, son as a male offspring, and daughter as a human female. This makes no sense if sex includes today non-binary concept of gender identity. And, you know, Alliance Defending Freedom, um, which is a, a great and, you know, international organization that, that fights a lot of these crazy uh, legislation, yeah. um, they have been on the forefront of bringing this to our attention. Um, and, and I'm really grateful for all of the work that they have done. Um, and they, they present it here so clearly. And there are several reasons why redefining sex in this way and changing the regulation on Title IX just don't make sense. And it lacks legal authority, George. Uh, you know, um, even the original language of Title IX definitely knew and defined male and female as uh, distinct divisions. You know, it didn't recognize at all this idea that sex was not binary. It's written into the language of the original code. But redefining sex discrimination is not authorized in Titles IX's text or the Supreme Court precedents. As you mentioned, Neil Gorsuch specifically said this only applies that decision to Title VII employment situations and very specific ones. Title IX deals uh, with sex, not gender identity or sexual orientation. And the Bostock decision uh, does not require reinterpreting sex under Title IX. In fact, the court held that firing someone merely for identifying as gay or transgender violates Title VII, not IX. Similarly, the Bostock decision does not change the ordinary meaning of sex under Title IX, 
but still recognizes sexual orientation and gender identity as distinct concepts. In addition, the Supreme Court rejected any application outside of Title VII employment context when it said, and this is a quote, George, the employers worry that our decision will sweep beyond Title VII to other federal or state laws that prohibit sex discrimination. And under Title VII itself, they say sex segregated bathrooms, locker rooms, and dress codes will prove unsustainable after our decision today. But none of these other laws are before us, the court said in its decision. We have not had the benefit of adversarial testing about the meaning of their terms, and we do not prejudice any such question today. So a clear line of distinction between the meaning of sex in Title VII and what the Biden administration is now proposing, Title IX. Exactly. And and the second thing that these changes do is it hurts female athletes and jeopardizes women's privacy. And, and we mentioned earlier this ratio of what used to be a 12 to 1 between male and female athletes, both at the high school and collegiate level, dropping down to a 4 to 3 ratio, which is, you know, much more balanced, right? Um, so even if you claim that Title IX, which people who believe sex is non-binary will make a claim that, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, discrimination – Well, look at the result cause because they like to use disparity to prove discrimination, although disparity does not mean discrimination. You look at those disparate ratios, it was Title IX that brought all of those to a much better balance. Exactly. Uh, And so history has already proved that what we are doing is right. So what's going to happen then? Uh, to female athletes, well, we are already seeing that we happening don't have to today. Wonder, we? we don't have to wonder. Uh, it's already happening today. Um, ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom, has already represented multiple female athletes like Selena Soul and Chelsea Mitchell who have lost to male athletes in women's sporting events. So in track and field, especially in, in swimming, you know, um, the, the transgender athlete, Leah Thomas, right? Uh, just breaking all of these records. And that person's a male just masquerading as a female. In fact, just briefly, George, uh, I, most people have heard of Riley Gaines. Yes. Uh, she competed against Leah Thomas, who is a biological male, in an NCAA swim meet. She lost to him by like one hundredths of a second and was denied the title because of that. And, of course, that's, this has caused public outrage. Tabbing all over. In West Virginia, former collegiate athlete <clears throat> Laney Armstead has intervened to defend a state law designed to ensure equal opportunities for women and girls in sports by making sure they are not forced to compete against males. Um, ADF right now is representing 14-year-old Blake Allen after she was punished by her school for referring to a male student who identifies as female as a dude. (laughs) After he had come into the girls' locker room while the girls' volleyball team was changing And instead of protecting Blake, this female, and the other young girls who felt violated, the school sought to correct her thinking and re-educate her. These are the kind of cases that are happening more and more and more all throughout. They are, George. And sadly, not only is it uh, impacting women's ability to compete in women's sports and and their protections in in, uh, locker rooms and bathrooms, 
Changing the meaning of sex in Title IX, uh, redefining it to include gender identity undermines parental rights and exposes children to the risk of long-term harms. Across the country, many school districts have adopted policies that require teachers and other school staff to ask students their preferred names and pronouns and then always use that preferred name and pronoun with the students. Staff are then required to use these pronouns at school even when the name is inconsistent with the student's biological sex and different from its legally registered uh, registered information on their school records. And staff are also required to use these preferred pronouns and hide them from the, the children's parents, as we've talked about yes. repeatedly on this broadcast. And the implications, George, of such policies are clear. School districts are encouraging students to lead double lives from their parents using one name and one identity in school and a different name and a different identity when they're at home with their, uh, with their parents and caregivers. Keeping such sensitive information secret from parents is a grave imposition on parental authority and their fundamental rights, which the courts in our land have consistently upheld. And ADF, to their credit, we thank them for this, is litigating numerous cases including in Virginia and Wisconsin, in which school officials are undermining parents' fundamental role in directing the education and health care of their own kids. And Mark, we go on with a fourth harm uh, about this change in Title IX, in that it harms women and unborn children and disregards medical ethics. You see that while Title IX was explicitly written to be neutral regarding abortion, Biden administration is seeking to change that. The administration is trying to redefine sex discrimination to encompass termination of pregnancy discrimination, which could open the door to creating federal rights to abortion in educational settings. So without clarification, such a regulation could effectively create an abortion mandate that would restrict pro-life programs undermine a state's ability to protect unborn life and imperil conscience rights in health care. In addition, the redefinition of sex discrimination to include gender identity unlawfully coerces health care providers to perform or refer for life-altering procedures that seek to make a person resemble a member of the opposite sex. So, so they're trying to find every which way to continue pushing the narrative that sex is not binary and that we need to provide gender-affirming care, that we need to provide reproductive health services for reproductive justice, right? It's this narrative that you have to squeeze that red, that, that square peg through that round hole at all costs. And, you know, the government should promote common good and dignity of all people. It shouldn't coerce people, especially medical professionals and force doctors to offer or to participate in procedures that harm their patients and go against their providers' deeply held medical and ethical convictions. And uh, ADF currently on this topic is representing 3,000 physicians and healthcare professionals against the Biden administration for this very reason. Yeah, and George, a fifth harm um, and a very important one is that this change would violate freedom of speech and freedom of religion. These are fundamental constitutional and God-given rights. 
But changing the definition of sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity threatens to censor and compel speech, trample religious exercise, subject students and faculty to campus kangaroo court procedures if they don't toe the line, and imperil the educational mission of schools nationwide. Free speech is clearly threatened by the mandatory use of pronouns um, in uh, campus settings. And words matter, George. They always have. But by including sexual orientation, a speaker who expresses the widely held belief that marriage is between one man and one woman could be brought up on charges of sex discrimination under this change in Title IX. ADF recently won a case against the University of Idaho officials who had issued, who had issued no contact orders against three students and a professor due to their religious expression in support of the belief that marriage is between one man and one woman. Likewise, by including gender identity, a speaker who declines to use a person's pronouns could be charged with similar offenses. In 2021, ADF successfully defended, and we remember this one, Dr. Nicholas Merriweather in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit after Shawnee State University charged him with, quote, creating a hostile environment simply for declining to refer to a male student as a woman, as this would thus express messages that contradict his freedom of speech and rights of conscience, what, what he believes. So, George, schools that receive any type of federal assistance under this provision are going to be endangered with this redefinition of sex. And so, parents, this is our call to action. In fact, uh, by May 15th, 2023, on the federal government's website, um, you can just Google this. Just Google Title IX Proposed Changes uh, Public Comment. Right, And in there, you will quickly see the first or second thing that will pop up um, is under the regulations.gov website, uh, which will send you to both the published regulation, uh, which was published April 12th, 2023. And they are only giving us uh, 30 calendar, just slightly over 30 calendar days uh, to make comments, which uh, last year when they were wanting to make uh, other changes they actually gave the public 60 days to comment. So now we have much less time. Uh, so parents, please go in there and use these five uh, simple, you know, notes that we we brought before you on why this would harm, you know, women especially. Women especially are on the short end of the stick. Uh, we have to stand up for women's rights, and that means also stand up um, for the non-redefinition of sex in Title IX. Yeah, George, this, um, if we don't take action, this is yet another step in promoting what we have termed the big lie that sex is not binary. It is literally sweeping our country and it's going to have devastating results if we don't get in front of this and start to challenge it. So we encourage you to please take these steps, uh, visit our website, continue to listen to our program. Please subscribe to protectourkidsnow.org so you can get our regular emails. And we look forward to being with you on the next program. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.